0: In this episode of The Stack, we talk about additions to Google Ads and how to reach shoppers with Facebook ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Stack. Today is October 23rd. We're coming at you for episode, I almost said 27, 72. And I'm your co-host today, Ryan Sylvester, and I'm joined by... Dim Staversky.
1: And Kelsey Miller.
0: How is everyone doing today? Tired bunch in the studio today. Yeah, we're a little sleepy. bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a lot of it? A lot of it. I'm exhausted. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, I was up, been a week. I was up painting all night. That's probably what it was. Painting what? So I have to seal my basement oh. with that special paint mm-hmm. that is like super potent and fumey.
2: Probably why I have a headache today. That's actually that a good That might point. do it. Yeah. Also probably why you have... <laughs> Paint specks on your glasses. Yeah, I've been um, trying to get those off for weeks.
0: That actually was when I was painting my ceiling. I was gonna
2: say, I feel like you've had them on your glasses yeah, for a while. I, I can't get just them off. Not wanted to point it out, but like that drives me absolutely insane.
0: I don't see them. If it makes you feel better,
2: it it, it would drive me insane. Yeah.
0: Anyways, anyway, enough of my home improvement. Uh, we have hmm. another. It it seems like another short. Newsweek, like back-to-back weeks. So, yeah. but we do we did manage to pull a couple of important updates that you should yeah. keep an eye on. I think Kelsey has the first one here.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the title of this article is Google Ads is testing new lead form extensions. This comes from Matt Southern at Search Engine Journal. Um, so, basically, what this addition to Google Ads is doing, it's a new feature that's is still in beta, but probably will be rolling out pretty soon, based on what I've seen. Um, but what it does is It puts lead capture forms directly in the ad creative for search ads. I think this is going to be pretty cool, um, but I'm also really interested to see how it works if users will be likely to put in their information just from an ad that they see in search. Um, There are definitely a lot of applications for this. There's some creative freedom that Google Ads is giving to users as well. You're allowed to put in your own background image. Um, You'll be able to set like the default Email, thank you, response email, uh, things like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's basically what we ad- as advertisers do anyway. We'll set up a landing page asking for your contact information and we'll send you the whatever content offer that was. Uh, but what this does is it takes out that middle step so mm. someone can decide that they want to give you that information right from that ad. Um, so I'll also be interested to see, though, how that affects click-through rate. Like yeah, things like that. I,
2: I feel think. like I'm sorry. Nope, go ahead. All right. Well, I mean I I so me personally, I feel like anything that removes um friction is yeah. probably a good thing when you're trying to convince a customer or a potential customer to to buy from you. Mm-hmm. I do think to your point we don't it, it's hard to know, especially since it's so new, it's hard to know how many customers are likely to be ready to give you that information directly from seeing an ad and my guess would be that it would probably be related to searches that are very bottom of the funnel um yep. or yeah bottom of the funnel they already know like they've already been considering you they've already been considering your product or your services and the, your ad is then like that next last nudge mm. that right. they need to make a decision right. i i don't think it makes honestly any sense or a lot of awareness stage things, unless what you're offering is an awareness stage offer or or piece of content. So like if, if, if you're targeting a keyword that's related to, I I don't, I don't even, I can't even think of a best lawnmower repair. No, that's, that's dumb. Uh, uh, Give me an example, guys. Come on. Barbershop. Barbershop, but what's an awareness? Best haircut styles for men, 2019. And what you're offering is like a lookbook of hey. hairstyles. All right. That could be something that someone's willing to immediately just give you their, their name and email for to, to download.
1: Maybe. You know, like I could see that.
2: Yeah. They're they're probably not going to immediately sign up for, I don't know, a some kind of master's degree from Probably a single not. from a single ad that they see you know like yeah so I think it's gonna be a, a, a bit of a use case yeah
1: yeah the example that they provided in oh they gave us examples yeah, I didn't they read do. It. I didn't read it <laughs> there's a screenshot in here of uh it's all in German so I can't actually decipher a lot of what it is
0: but I thought you spoke German only
1: yeah a Kelsey bit. only a very little bit Line anyway on your resume the, um, <laughs> the example here is like get offer or offer or like request a consultation, things like that might, might be a good use case for it.
2: Yeah.
0: I concur. Interesting. Oh. Timbo, you're up next.
2: Oh, that was Ryan's interesting was, uh. That's a the That's the, the, it. Se- the segue <laughs> moment for us. There's all no right. real se- well, actually, I mean they're both ad based, but they Google and Facebook are. are they're very different. different. Uh, so this next announcement, uh, I actually, so this is actually from late last week, not not super um, urgent or new this week, but it's an announcement from the Facebook business blog, news announcer page, whatever. Essentially, what this announcement is saying is that there are now search-based ads available to advertisers on Facebook. Um, Facebook ads traditionally are sort of a passive kind of ad. They're they're something that gets served to, uh, to a user who is just passively consuming the content in their newsfeed whether that's video or or an image or text based doesn't really matter it's just it's using the information that facebook has to sort of serve your ads to the relevant audience but the which can be really effective the one downside there is it's impossible to know whether or not you're reaching people who are in an active buying mindset because there's no action indicating to facebook or indicating to you that that person is is currently seeking a lawnmower repair shop, or a barber shop, or or whatever. Um, and what these the what the search based ads is seeking to fix there is the fact that you can now reach those people who are actively doing a search that implies that they're looking for a product or service similar to what you're offering. Um, could lead to some pretty dramatic. Click throughs, uh, or m- maybe not. Let's paraphrase. Not, not. Par- let's adjust what I'm saying there. Uh, could lead to some more qualified click through mm-hmm. and some more qualified lead capture compared to the more passive Facebook ads that we're all used to. Yeah, I think um, this probably further. Well, I've always kind of seen Facebook ads as especially helpful for things like brand recognition and um, building your social presence. If you're trying to build a community on Facebook specifically, Facebook ads can be really effective. But when it comes to actually getting those purchases, getting those signups, getting those um, those leads to convert to customers, um, I have felt that there's been... A little lacking. So I think this is a nice addition.
1: Yeah, I think this will definitely be helpful.
0: (laughs) So that is all we have for news per se. Per se, that's
2: a nice word.
0: Yeah. Because of the lack of news, I have actually gone out and found two apps of the week. Really? Look at you go. So the first one is not a website based app, this is just one from the App Store. And I downloaded it in hopes to create some kind of funky team member spotlight Instagram story. <laughs> and it was a way for us to like introduce, we we actually, it was a way for us to show off the pictures. We just got taken of the office and we had like, we had a professional photographer come in. We had these high quality images and now you're only seeing a few because they're on the website. And I wanted to have a way to spotlight those a little bit better. So I, I went searching and found this app called Story Art. And I don't know if this is—I mean, there—the app name is Story Art, but if you're trying to look for it in the App Store, it's Story Art Dash Insta Maker. And what this is, it's a library of templates, which some are animated, some are still images, and you can click and drop in different photos from your phone, and you know you can create these engaging. Instagram stories, mm-hmm. which are really cool. I mean that that's really the extent of it. There is a paid and there's a free templates. So to get like the really cool ones, you gotta pay for it. But the free ones are are, are pretty good. The ones you guys saw from the from our, our office photo shoot, I'm <laughs> doing hand quotes, no one can see that. <laughs> they those were they, really
1: they nice. They're pretty
0: good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think just for the free stuff, even the animated ones, I mean they're just much cooler. We're we're so Numb to Instagram stories at this point. We we know what to expect. These kind of break the mold, so I think it's a, a different way to engage your um your audience, which is always cool.
1: I think they also give it like a little bit of professionalism. Yeah, like you're looking through totally. a story and there's actual like text with a real font. And yeah, a border and yeah. not just an image that you snap. Structured.
2: On. See, just just to add a little bit of context, if you're listening, think about. The first time you saw a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> with all those fancy transition effects mm. mm-hmm. and the like the text zooming in from the left and the images yeah. like appearing in a sort of like Venetian blind kind of stuff. Like it's the difference between that, that little extra zhuzh and nothing just going from a static slide to a right. static slide. Right. Yeah. It's a small, it, it's, 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 it's a small Thing, but it can make a really big
0: difference. It can. Yeah, people, I mean, I think people are more likely to, A, watch your Instagram stories, B, share your Instagram stories because even when you create something like that, people are going to say, look at what they did. How did they do this? Yeah. And that's actually how I found it. I had a friend, she's a photographer and she was making these really cool and unique engaging Instagram stories. And I was like, how do you do that? So I went searching. I found this. It seemed to, I think it's the same app that she uses, but um, definitely pretty cool. The second one is is from the website mdbootstrap.com. The official, well, so then mdbootstrap.com slash builder is the actual quote product. And what this is, it's a website Builder, kind (laughs) of.
1: I I did the search to see if I could figure out what you're talking about. Here,
0: I'll slack it to you guys. But what it is, is it's a way for you to test different colors, different structures, play around with different elements of a website if you're trying to redesign. And I think it's still in beta and there's a disclaimer that says that there may be unexpected issues. Okay. So what I will say is that I think it's a great tool to use if you're out there trying to look for a new way to envision a website we're currently going through a redesign i think this is for beginner maybe your first website maybe your second uh what is it iteration of a website but it, it's really cool so you can go in and they give you some templates like homepage, about page product That's page neat. yeah and then you can click and drag different elements so you can click and drag a map element or you can click and drag a CTA element and then you can change the design change the colors it's really cool i think that it's going to help a lot of people just and and maybe not build a website but maybe right. just get ideas of the types of things and how 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 they want things to look on their website colors different things like that so
2: i think it it's probably especially helpful for people are businesses that either don't have a website already and they're in the process of, of building that first website Mm -hmm. or for, I think like you, like you mentioned businesses that are thinking about a redesign and kind of just want to get on paper or on screen what needs to be where, but not, not to the granular level of an actual design. It's sort of more just like the, the, the the elements. Like, okay, here's it. It's a way of, Realistically, it's a way of sort of skipping over the need for a wireframe
0: yeah. stage in a design. Yeah, kind of I would I would say yeah. kinda. I, I think that you could probably get by with this, which is great because yeah. it it adds so much more clarity to the types of things that you want. What I will say is that it's a pretty modern overall design when you first start looking at it. And then once you start to 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 change things, you can you know kind of tailor it to your brand colors and. You know. But I think it's a great, great building block for people that are trying to build their first or maybe second try at a website. So definitely check it out. It's pretty cool. That brings us to the lightning round. The first one in here is email signatures and conversations. This is specific to HubSpot. You will now be able to create and edit email signatures for each team email. You have connected to conversations,
1: which is cool. Yeah. simple update. Yeah. Kind of surprised it wasn't there before. It's personal. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's cool. Uh, Snapchat beats in Q3, adding 7 million users and revenue up 50%. That shocks me. I don't know why. I haven't had Snapchat for,
2: I think, about a year now. Really? And I haven't missed it at all. Snapchat is the only way that I communicate with three people in my life. I don't have
0: Snapchat that's or Facebook is it? Yeah, on my phone, yeah. and I don't miss them. But I use Instagram a lot. <laughs> Big you? fan of Instagram. Yeah. So that's definitely cool. Um, excuse me. The last one here is the psychology of color and CX and branding. This is a, a study that was done. Um, let me just see if I can get the website here.
2: Well, it's a British website, I can see. Yeah, the, for sure. The color, uh, the spelling of color.
0: Uh, but yeah, it, True. it's definitely cool. It just goes through it. again if you're thinking about a branding or redesign or anything like that. Colors do mean things, and yeah, uh, yeah. sometimes the colors you think are great can convey something else you might not want to convey. It's
2: uh, also I think was it was it last week? Did we talk about um, how different phrasing or different? Uh, symbols or different whatever can mean different things to international audiences, or was that off the stack? That might have been not. I feel like stack. that was today. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. About, it wasn't. This we was, were talking about some, well, we were talking about. We're talking about like the, how the number four in Chinese actually sounds right. like the word death. So it's avoided in a lot of Chinese media. Oh, really? I don't remember what we were talking about or why we were talking about, but that kind of plays into that. Like there, you might think to yourself that a certain color means something to say an American audience and and it could be accurate. But if you're an international business, you have to also keep in mind what, what does that mean internationally or to the other audiences you might be trying to target? Yeah,
0: no, that's Um, a good point. So, so it's cool. cool. One more that I'll put on here that I'm not going to link to. So you're only going to hear it (laughs) if you listen to the podcast, but Spotify is giving away free Google Home Minis to all premium subscribers.
1: I reserved mine. I did too. Really Tim doesn't have Spotify. I,
0: I'm,
2: I'm still working on
0: Here's getting what I free don't understand Spotify
1: account. Is why do
0: I have to put my credit card in
2: if it's free?
1: You put your credit card in?
2: I
0: didn't. No. Oh, you didn't put your credit card I reserved, in. No, but did you get an email that, that yours was ready and reserved? Cause I'm I already got my email. I, okay. Well, we'll probably
1: do
0: yeah. So what happens is you get it. It, it sends you an email. Your Google yeah. home is reserved and ready for your whatever. Then you, it uh, redirects you to the Google store Yeah. where you have to put in all your information, like the shipping address and whatever. Cause you don't, you didn't put yeah. that well, in Spotify. So
2: here's a question. If, mm. You're probably being charged for shipping. It might probably. not be completely free. That's probably what it is.
0: Probably, is. I'd pay for shipping.
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll
0: Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, so go get your free, free Google Home.
1: It expires, though, soon.
0: Yeah. So if you don't reserve it, sorry. Anyways, if, <laughs> Tim just gave me the weirdest look. You just, like, channeled your inner Canadian or I'm something. French yeah. Canadian. Mostly Italian. A little French Canadian. Anyways, if, All right. you, if you like this episode and the others before it, please leave us a review tweet us if you have questions if you ever need help with anything pick up the phone give us a call visit our website check out the blog just say hi anything you want and we will talk to you next week